oversaturated, overset, oversaturated, overset, oversaturated, 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 overset, oversaturated, overset, oversaturated, oversaturated, Welcome to another episode of Oversaturated, the podcast where we discuss music, movies, and pop culture. I am Johnny. Now I'm Ralph. Welcome to episode... 41. 41. 41 of Dirt and Whiskey. Okay. That, that's... It's hard to... You know, like, who really wears 41? Nobody. Yeah, Dirt. Like, that's, in all sports. Right? Yeah, it's like, that's a... Fear, like, is there a prime number? Y'all know, no, nothing. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. See, <laughs> I was like 41, but anyway, we off of it. <laughs> Wait, is Dirk still playing? Yeah, 20 years in the league. Damn. Him and Vince Carter. I just saw that Vince Carter, this is Vince Carter's 20th year? Or yeah, they both uh, both got drafted in 1998. Damn, they both still playing. That's yeah, dope. Yeah, yeah. That's dope. And they still productive, that's the thing. Yeah. It's like, I mean, of course the skills have eroded, but they're still like able to contribute, mm-hmm. which, which I think is dope. I'm about to say they must not have no business shit because they still play. <laughs> I know Vince. Vince been bouncing around the league for a while. Like he was in, I want to say Memphis last year, or Sacramento. Might have been a combination of both. Now he's in Atlanta. Whatever works, man. Right. If you right. still getting the checks, go for it. Hey, facts. <laughs> if they want to pay for hey, it, that's what I ain't it mad is. at you. Um. So yeah, man, we back. It's been a minute. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely been a while. So. Just in case y'all forgot, we are on all we are on all social media. Um, mm-hmm. Facebook oversaturated the podcast. Instagram is oversat the podcast. Twitter is oversat podcast. And you guys can always um, email us oversatpodcast at gmail dot com. Let us know how you like the show. If you have any questions for us, um, if there's something you want to hear us talk about, holler at us. Let us know. Oh yeah. And oversatthepod.com. Still running. Still got merch for sale. Big facts. All episodes can be found there. All links to social media can be found there. It's lit. Yeah, yeah. Big facts. And if you want to follow us individually on any social media platform, I am the Mind of Ralph on Instagram and Twitter. Yeah. And on Twitter, I'm J-O-N two underscores the letter B. On Instagram, I'm JBS underscore ESL underscore A-A-M-U. So, holler at me. Yeah, yeah. Big facts. And also, Five star ratings and reviews on Apple Podcasts. Uh, we cannot stress this enough. If you are a listener of Oversaturated the Podcast and you have an iPhone, please subscribe and listen to us on Apple Podcasts. Leave a five star rating and review that helps us grow. People can uh, find the show easier when they type in yes. Oversat right, <laughs> on, <right. laughs> on their phones. And uh, we appreciate the love and support. Anything less than five stars, you're being a hater and five star. Uh, ratings and reviews do get a shout out on the show. Uh, we do have one, right? Hold on, let me see. We do. Well, while he's looking at looking for that, speaking of haters, we um actually have two one star reviews. Hold on, we got two. Two oh, of hate. <laughs> now, for those individuals, or maybe it's the same individual that did it twice. I don't know. Um, if you're listening, email us. What didn't you like about the show? I'm curious. I'm curious. But shout out to uh, you know underscore two two seven. Keep up the good work. See, I, see, that's what I'm short, saying. Simple. You didn't have to leave a lot. Now, if you want to leave a lot, that's cool. Nope. Now, if you feel there's some constructive criticism, there are other platforms for that. Yeah, like our email. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or if you just say y'all show suck, say it on Twitter. Like, right. <laughs> but don't do it on here though. Right. Fast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Tell us on Twitter so we can retweet it and see if or see how many people agree with it. Oh yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. Hey, we know we ain't the best. Well, to you, we baby. Right, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, wait, wait, what do you mean? <laughs> I, I was I was being humble. <laughs> we passed that, man. We passed that. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, um, yeah, man. It's... It's been a minute. It's been three weeks since we dropped. Yeah, so yeah. shout out to everybody that listened to our previous episode of episode 40, where we did the Insecure Season 3 recap. Yep. Shout out to the First Ladies for joining us on that. Um, that was a great um, that was a great show. So yeah. shout out to that episode. Um, but how you been, man? Um, I've been cool. I've been I've been all right for the most part. Um, I liked I hate that you went to me first, but uh, I just knows <laughs> knows because um i like to say thank you for the alley-oop that you sent to me because I've been going to therapy uh, as of late. And I haven't been really telling anybody. It's kind of like, oh, this big secretive thing is like going to the doctor, but I'm going to see a mental health professional. Uh, I don't really, I don't know. It's like, it's cool. Mm -hmm. It's a good space, great environment. Uh, Salute to Flaw 700 of the podcast, brothers. He's been very open about him going to, 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 uh, to to a therapist. So... I encourage anybody, if you can, uh, go see, you know, a mental health professional. Why not? Uh, my insurance pays for it. You know, that's not me bragging. I mean, I just check my benefits. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, all I got to do is pay a little copay when I go, and that's right. light, you know? And and most people that have insurance through their, you know, the co- through the company that they work for, um, counseling service, therapist services are covered. Yeah. So you will have, you will probably have a small copay, but it's covered under your insurance. So Facts. utilize it. Facts. Utilize and, it. and I don't have no limitations. I could just keep going. Like yeah. I can go all the time. So, uh, but no, it's, I wouldn't say anything's like wrong, but you know, there's a lot of stuff that you deal with in the past that you don't necessarily know how to deal with. True. So I'm cool with going and figuring these things out. That's what's up, man. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, man, well, the biggest thing for me, man, I went on vacation. Hey. I guess when this drops, it will it would have been two weeks. But I'm still like, listen, mm-hmm. the day that we left, where you go? We went to oh Dominican Republic, okay. P- Punta Cana. Oh, talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Stamps the, in the passport, you know. basically. But the <laughs> the day we left, I was so sad. Like I didn't want to leave. I swear <laughs> to God, I did not, I did not want to come back. Even like the next few days, I was just like, "Damn, man, I wish I was back on the beach." Okay, but but being there was lit. Like being there was amazing. Oh, yeah. Beach was great. Um, if if you guys ever travel out of the country and go to a um, all inclusive resort, first of all, do adults only. Definitely go to an adults only resort. Yeah, and if you don't plan to get off the resort. But just try to book one excursion. They yeah. are a bit pricey, but yeah. well worth it. Yeah, got to get out and see the. See you got to see the country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But so, let me ask you this: Are we not going to discuss you twerking with Michael Jackson? First of all, I was <laughs> come this guy. Wait, wait. Okay, <laughs> backstory. <laughs> backstory. So every night on the resort that we stayed on, they had like a different. Like a different show. Yeah. So every night at nine thirty, they had like a different show. Gotcha. One night was burlesque. One night was like a car- carnival, like mm-hmm. um, Brazil type. Uh, one night was Michael Jackson. Gotcha. So 
of course I'm not gonna miss a Michael Jackson show. Right, right. The shit, it was actually really good. The guy I was about to say, does it live up to your standards? It was, it was really good. <laughs> the guy that was actually portraying Michael Jackson was mm-hmm. lip syncing the whole time, of course, which I appreciate because I don't, I don't need anybody's vocals over that if they can't sing. Um, but he danced really well. Mm-hmm. Now <laughs> this is funny. On the when they were singing Thriller, right? Mm-hmm. They actually did like the entire like choreography like mm-hmm. from beginning of the video to the end yeah which was dope so, but like on the breakdown <clears throat> you know how they like start going out <laughs> y'all should see our realm looking at me but anyway i'm in my seat everybody grooving i'm in my seat grooving and guess who catches me on video Shout out to Kelly, our good life correspondent, <laughs> because she she's the one that actually invited uh, me and Sade to come uh, go to Dominican Republic. So they were sitting somewhere off where I didn't know where they was at, and I'm of course I'm into the show. I'm you know I'm jigging in my seat, my and I wave my arm during the during the arm waving part of the thriller choreography. So when the show is over, she she sends me the video of me. <laughs> Twerking in the chair. I was, I was, I was, playing, I was playing with my man. <laughs> <laughs> my man was real. Like you, you, if you've seen the video, he was really Fam. into the show. Like it's a difference. I between, might have to drop this shit. I feel like he wanted to get up and do the dance. No, I did. Aisle. I really did. I really did. I did. But nobody else got up, so I was like, no, nah, let me not. Hey man, it. if you want to start your flash mob, get, get it going. I mean, everybody knows these moves. This is so true. somebody would. I, I guarantee you, if you jumped up and did, somebody would have hopped up with you. You might have been right. You might be right. You gotta, but, you gotta be the one. You gotta be started off, man. This is true, man. I gotta, gotta come out of my shell more. Hey, man. But, but it was lit though. But no, and then it's dope that you all had a great time on vacation because that's what it's all about. Yes. Um, it, it felt weird because I wasn't able to text Johnny about nothing. Like I was like, my man's on vacation, so I'm gonna let him live. But it's like when you got stuff burning mm-hmm. in you without, you know, about show notes and stuff like that. Anybody that that has a podcast or you're in the creative process and you want to text somebody that's essentially your partner about stuff. And you can't, it's like, damn. Well, let me make a note. <laughs> yeah, keep that shit on ice. Like, right, right, right. Because, listen, I was like, <clears throat> I was radio silence. Like, yeah, I had well, my shit on airplane mode the whole time. And that's how it was supposed to be. Yeah, man. I It was it was great. Yeah, man. But now, one, one more thing. Okay. Have you ever been to a silent party? No. Uh, so, do you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, for those who don't know, silent parties are where you have a set amount of, a set number of DJs. Um, each DJ has their own like station. You put these headphones on, yeah. and you can turn the headphones to whoever you know, whichever mm-hmm. DJ. So they actually had one of those the night of uh, one of the nights I was on vacation. Silent parties are trash. <laughs> it is the is is the dumbest thing I've ever seen or ever experienced ever in my life. <laughs> Johnny hates everything. Uh, I well, me, I've never been to one, but I don't have the desire to. And you don't like, why- especially if you got a pet. Nah. I'm glad I didn't have to pay for that. <laughs> it's just like I just I just don't get it. Like it's cool. Like you know what I'm saying. I, if that's a different way for get people out the house, you know you got to be creative sometimes. If that's your thing, cool. But I'm I'm all right. I'm, I'm straight beloved. No nah, man, but that it was horrible. I I can believe it. Especially when it's like one station is <clears throat> your top forty white music. Yeah. One station is um, I guess. Dominican music, if uh-huh. you wanna, which which wasn't actually that bad. Yeah. But then you got the one station that's like the hip hop that white people enjoy. Uh, a lot of uh, DMX party yes. up, uh, yes, <laughs> stuff yes. like that. They play. 
I never have to hear. I don't have to hear Bruno Mars for the next six months. They love. Oh my God, they love Bruno Mars. Jesus Christ. Anyway, I'm sorry. I had, but, I had to get that off. I, 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 I had to get I that off. Man, real quick. You remember? Have you seen the uh, Cardi B video where she was purring on the mic? No, I haven't. But I, so I saw the video, but without the audio. If that makes sense. Okay. Yeah. It's this thing that's going around the internet now. I don't really know, but shout out to my girlfriend that put me on this. Right? It's called ASMR, which means autonomous sensory meridian response. So. People are turned on by sounds, allegedly, right? So it's a whole thing on YouTube. Like, it's this lady that has a 16 million view video on YouTube. (laughs) (laughs) This bitch is eating pickles, man. I've seen that video. I was like, yo. I've like, seen that. But it's just like, she, she doing stuff so soft and she touching stuff. And it's like, she told up this jar of pickles. Nigga, she held up that jar of pickles. I fell out of my chair, bro. I'm like, <laughs> like, like, first of all, who's watching this? Yo. Like, 16 pe- million people. Pe- 16 million times? And that's what Cardi was doing. It's a thing. I'm like, that's a thing? It's a thing. It's kind of like when you watch porn. Stay to the regular stuff because you go down that wormhole, you'll get down, you, you'll see some filthy stuff. And I feel like this is filthy. Oh, shit. people are freaky out here, yo. It's, it's real. <laughs> it's real. That's what I got, fam. Like, I, I was like, yo, this is like, like, this, this is this same lady that ate the pickle, ate a head of lettuce. Like an apple? She just, yeah, bro. Nah, I'm good. If you can see my, like, my facial expression, I was like, what in the entire fuck? Somebody like it, apparently. Hey, man. I, I ain't not nobody for getting their money on YouTube. But this is it? Shit, listen. If that's all it take, let me go buy some apples. Bro, if you, if you make a YouTube... First of all, this will not be associated with this podcast. It won't. It, won't. <laughs> it, won't. it definitely but won't. Just... <laughs> <laughs> Fam. Listen, I don't get if I could get 16 million views off eating an apple on YouTube, bro. I can retire. Listen, I will eat whatever type of apple there is the Granny Smith joints, the apple joints. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Fam, <laughs> it don't matter. Yo, the Snow White joint with the worm. Yeah, like you know, poison apple. Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. You know what? We should be off of that, right? Let's, let's My bad. Off, off, off the dome. <laughs> Off the door, right? <laughs> oh shit! All right. You want to take it first? Or you yeah, I'll, I'll go first. All right. uh, this is kind of random, right? Um, group chats or uh, kind of like the rave. It seems like because everybody has a group chat. Everybody has one, right? Mm-hmm. We're we're in one. Yeah, and we're probably you know you're probably participating in other group chats. Yes. So it's interesting with group chats, right? It seems like. You can be one way in, in one in one place in another, but especially those that probably are attached to like social media platforms, you're tend to, you're you have a tendency not to say you have you, you have a tendency to say shit in the group chat because mm-hmm. you know it's sealed mm-hmm. rather than saying it on the timeline. Facts. So, do you think group chat culture <laughs> is like kind of like a bad thing? I don't think so. Okay. I mean, it's like. You, I guess you're having this 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 conversation amongst group of friends because you assume that everybody in the group chat is has some common interest. Oh, of course. 
So it's just like people say the most off the wall things in the group chats. Like we say off the wall things in the group chat. Like that being completely honest. Yeah. But you never say that shit. <laughs> you never say that shit. On the timeline. Yeah. Oh, of course not. Yeah. So I'm like, is it a bad thing? Is it a good thing? Well, no, like, it's I'm, a good thing. Because think about it like this, right? Mm-hmm. Like conversations that me and you have just just Talking. just no just normal conversations. Mm-hmm. If we on the phone, if we just out somewhere. Yeah, yeah. We say some kind of crazy things at yeah, some points, yeah. but that's not some shit we would we would say to anybody else. Gotcha. So it's pretty much the same thing. Okay. Well, I was just thinking, like, because you can have a group chat with certain people, you just that brings out a certain side of you that you wouldn't necessarily like even say or assure. True. Because you, know, you, know, you, you have a you have a certain amount of comfortability with some people that you may not have with other people. Exactly. So yeah. Exactly. Oh yeah, that's not a bad thing. At oh okay. Because you know, it's, it's some stuff you may not want to disclose to certain people, so you yeah. wouldn't put it in one group chat, but you will put it in another. One. Mm-hmm. Like that's that's it's fine. Just, it's just you know that you're when you're a member of multiple chats, it's like okay, I say this over here, I say this right here, I say this over here. <laughs> now what's funny? Cause I cause that made me think about insecure, right? Mm-hmm. How uh, Issa, Kelly, and Molly had a group chat with and without Tiffany. Yeah, like I feel like women do that all the time. <laughs> no, I won't say anything. <laughs> we'll just we'll leave it there. Hilarious. Right, right. But yeah, I mean, shit. Yeah, it's certain stuff you want to share with some people that you don't want to share with others. So that was just—I don't—I don't think that's an issue. Okay, that was just a thought that crossed my mind. Yeah, dope. Mm-hmm. All right, so for my off the dome, this this actually stemmed from me being on vacation. It's okay. something that I thought about on vacation. So, like, so certain songs—I feel like certain songs have different effects on you when you're in certain situations. Of course. So. The the example that I have is Usher, the song Yeah. Okay. Like if I'm if I'm somewhere where a bunch of white people are, right? Mm-hmm. It's gonna have a different effect on me than when I'm with a bunch of black people and that song come on. Really? Yeah. Because the way I don't know, I guess the way white people react to it, I'm not really I feel like this. If you play that in a a situation where there's predominantly white people around, mm-hmm. they're gonna be loud. They're gonna enjoy it. Yeah, we're gonna be like, hmm, this is probably where I go get a drink. <laughs> like, uh, like, like nobody out here jamming a yeah. But even okay, even <laughs> let's take it. Let's look at it in a different light, right? Mm-hmm. Would you prefer to hear that like at a party rather than in the car? Yeah, because I'm not bumping. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So my question to you is what. I guess what other songs have what other songs make you feel a, feel one way in one situation, but you'll feel completely different if you were in a other in a different situation. Oh, okay. Does that make well, sense? I like the example that you gave. Like, what would I? Well, you know, I, I haven't been in a club in a few months, but just there are certain songs that I would rather hear in a club element. Yes. Rather than me listening to them, like I'm not going. <laughs> First of all, I don't want to be in a club when this song comes on. But like, uh, like a Three Six Mafia hit a motherfucker or something like that. Yeah, I rather be in the gym when I hear that song. Yeah, I don't want to be. I don't want to be in a social environment or party or something like that where somebody might be inclined to actually fight. Right. You know, that's hype music. It's like I don't even want to listen to that in the the. um, Like I don't want to listen to that to like in the car. Like, yeah. 
I, I hear you. So, I like, a song you. like that, like, you know what I'm saying, something that's, you know, very dangerous. Because there was a point in time where <laughs> rap music was <laughs> coming up, definitely provoked a lot of violence. <laughs> uh, like, all of Lil John's songs when he first came pretty out? Much, yeah. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Um, the, one of the examples that I have is um, OT Genesis Cut It. Oh. Like, if I'm out partying, I want to hear Cut It. Okay. If I'm at the gym, I, I want to hear Cut fair, It. Fair, fair. If I'm in the car driving, mm. I don't want to hear cut it. I don't want to hear. I ain't driving. Not for real. Okay. I mean, I ain't trying like, to. I ain't trying to skirt it while I'm driving. <laughs> this, this I'm not trying to. No, I don't want to do that while I'm driving. Oh, no. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, like okay, the new track with uh, Rhapsody and J Cole just came out. Okay. If I'm driving, if I'm if I'm just vibing in the house, yeah. oh yeah, I'm turning that shit on. Okay. I, as dope as the song is, I don't want to. That's not a song I want to hear while I'm out trying to party. Facts. Okay. So, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. certain songs fit certain environments. Yeah. Okay. So so listeners, let us know let us know what you guys think about uh these topics. First, um, is it okay to have different group chats where you are a different person? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> also, um what's like what songs do you want to hear in certain types of environments that you don't want to hear in others? Yeah. Just give us a few examples of yeah. that. But first thing we, we want to address, uh, there is a a young man by the name of Briante Dunn. Now, you might ask, who is Briante Dunn and why are we even talking about him? Now, he was just cleared of three counts of rape. And the reason we're bringing it up is because he, he was actually found out guilty and he stuck to his innocence. Now, let's give you a backstory. The backstory is that he was a uh, backup running back for the Ohio State Buckeyes mm-hmm. uh, from 2012 to 2015. Now, um, when he was getting ready to be a senior, he was actually kicked off the team for um, violation of team rules mm-hmm. uh, with an incident with a young woman. Now, this incident wasn't ever disclosed to my knowledge, you know, through my research. So it could, you know, somebody can definitely come back and say, oh, he was kicked off of this. Mm-hmm. But in on August the 20th, 2017, he was accused of rape because he met a young lady via uh, one of these dating apps. And he, she claimed that he raped her. Now, the story, you know, never really checked out, but it made it all the way to trial. And she was actually caught lying. There was actually videotape, well, not videotape, but audio saying that she was going to uh, frame him mm-hmm. for, <laughs> ra- you know, for rape. And she lied about the incident Jesus because Christ. she was, I'm not sure about their dating status or whatnot. That was actually like it really is girlfriend. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, she uh, wanted to have a baby by a football player. Wow. So she was willing to do anything that she could. And the fact that he probably wasn't obliged by that or do it or maybe didn't have any interest after the consensual sex that they had, that happened. Jesus so. Christ. Now, you know, we here at Oversaturated, we are not um, oblivious to the Me Too movement and things of that nature. Oh, facts. Like, we just, we we discuss what we discuss, but there are some things that are just like, wow. Yeah. And I hate to see that this young man's life has been derailed. Now, he has been found not guilty. Not guilty can mean a lot of things. Mm -hmm. But the woman has come out and said that she lied. Like, there's actual... (laughs) Evident, like substantial evidence and proof that yeah. he did not rape this young woman. Yes, yes. Now, 
if his dream was to go to the NFL, like he wasn't going obviously first round because he didn't stay with the school, mm-hmm. but there are other mediums for him to get there, like uh, practice squads, uh, you know, uh, supplemental draft. Like it's always something yes. that he could find his way to get there. But in the climate of where football players and their business is known before they get to the league, this would definitely derail him. So, oh, oh you were accused of rape. It doesn't matter if you're not guilty, you were accused. Yep. We don't want anything to do with you. We don't want to touch you. So now it's kind of like, well, what does he do? That's a great, I mean, that's a great question. And then not even, <clears throat> hell, fuck football. Let's just, just take it a step further. Him getting a job. Yeah. He was kicked out of school. Now, I'm not sure about the reason why he was kicked out of school, but it's just he can't go back to school. <laughs> he he can't go back and play football. That's what I'm saying. He can't go yeah, back. Yeah, because he's and, like, he's too old well, to he's be 20, old. He's 24, and I'm not sure what, like, the NCAA has a strict rule about reinstatement. Mm-hmm. So, if he's been accused of rape, you think the NCAA oh, is going to kill like, him? And then he's, then he's 24. Like, not to say that 24-year-olds can't play Division One college football because there's yeah, some. Yeah, because, yeah, there are grad students. It's like grad students that, that do yeah. it. But it's been derailed. Like, it, it's like, what now? That's a great question. I mean, the, this, ac- the, this accusation on this young man is something that's going to follow him for the rest of his life. Facts. And the fact that he has... He, this accusation is going to follow him because there was a person who lied and yeah. said that he did something that he did not do yeah. all for her own personal gain. Yeah. Like this, like that, it frustrates me a lot. Like, yeah. like Ralph said, we are not, we are sensitive to the Me Too movement. We do understand that there are some really fucked up ass people out here that do mistreat women. We, yeah. we yeah. know that. Yeah. But, at this very moment, we're talking about the other side of that, yeah. where these women, where some of these women actually lie on men, and there's proof yeah, that, that they, they lie. lie. Mm-hmm. Like, that's still damaging to that man, because mm-hmm. that's not ever going to go away from him ever again. That's yeah. all people are really going to know him for yeah. now. Now, this, now this young man, this, this young black man, I want to say that uh, say that he did... He, he dug jail. Like, he was, I think, facing 20 to 33 years, something Jeez. crazy like that. So... He doesn't have to do a lick of jail, and he stuck by his innocence. Yeah. That is something. Like, he didn't take a plea deal, nothing. He's like, I am innocent. So, I find that interesting within itself, too. Um, but it's just, I, I just really want to know, where does his life start over at? I, I, I really wish I knew. Like, I... So, he, he was at Ohio State, right? Yeah. He probably... I'm sure he can't go back to Ohio State. No. Hopefully, if he does decide to go the school route, he can apply and get into another school. Mm-hmm. I, that's what I'm hoping. Well, it depends on what he wants to do, because um, according to the news articles I looked up, he was looking to still play football. Okay, so that's his you know overall goal. Mm-hmm. Rather it be through um, some type of minor league or Canadian league or eventually okay. to the yeah, NFL. Yeah, yeah. So he still wants to play football, yeah. but I think the it's been deterred. Yeah, <laughs> like no, it's yeah. definitely been like. What I think, and if he can get the resources, yeah, maybe he should write a book because just think about all of the how long it's going to take for him to get to the place where he can be financially stable, mm-hmm. all because this young lady lied on him. Mm-hmm. I think he should try to write a book. Yeah, like do like do something where he can. Yeah. You know, get yeah. some get some sort of income. Well, I mean, he he'll be the first. Like he's not the first, but 
it's been a long line of athletes that have that have had you know rape allegations against them, whether they be true or not. Right. I just it's just that I I didn't see anybody talk about this mm-hmm. at all, like mm-hmm. at all. I'm not, you know, you know, we have our platform. Just because cool. he's innocent, that's why. Yeah, <laughs> that's that's pretty I, 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 No ESPN, no other sports outlets, no no major news, nothing. Mm-hmm. Like now, if he went to jail, yeah. Oh, that would have been that plastered everywhere. <laughs> yeah, it felt like this was like underneath the radar. Yeah. So that's yeah. I'm, I'm glad you brought. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned this because that's definitely that's a story that needs to be told. Yeah. Like again, we are sensitive to the fact that there are or sensitive to the fact of the me too movement and how it's like why it started things like that yeah but we everybody would be remiss if we didn't address the other side yeah yeah now the the other side of it i would say is few and far between yeah yeah but yes these type of uh things do happen yeah and we would be crazy not to mention it or you know bring it to light in some form or fashion yeah big facts so, but um salute to Briante Dunn he's a free man yeah uh, man much love king yeah but if you have any thoughts on this issue please hit us up you know on twitter or whatever please let us know uh, but let's lighten the mood. Let's bring yeah, it up. Man. Let's bring it up. Let's bring it up. Due to the point, Dexter Maul himself, Alpha Top, Bernie Two Times, Wally Kovacs, AD and Ali on the Mogul Lounge every Monday at 8 a.m. on UrbanMogulLife.com for the latest episode. And make sure to follow on Twitter at UrbanMogulLife. All right. So <clears throat> I, I scroll through Netflix sometimes. And I actually heard about this uh, documentary, or I guess you'd call it a docuseries because yeah. it has like different episodes yeah. um but the 90 the 90s mm-hmm. it's actually it's a cnn docuseries but it's on netflix mm-hmm. um it is eight parts i think i've watched maybe four or five of the parts this is probably one of the best like documentaries docuseries i've ever seen mm-hmm. um so out of the eight parts i've watched the first two parts which are about tv in the mm-hmm. 90s um part three which is about uh, music of the 90s and then part six which is about um the the information age tech mm-hmm. in the 90s like i can't say this enough how well documented these are this shit is crazy yeah. and i want to talk about uh the sixth part the information age is what it's titled yeah they pretty much highlighted the rise and fall of microsoft and the rise and fall of apple mm-hmm. and i didn't realize bill gates was an asshole like yeah. Bill Gates was a whole asshole. Yeah. Like he, yeah. he basically had a monopoly over the whole tech shit in the nineties. Mm-hmm. And when he went to when the government took him to trial, you know, he tried to play stupid oh, and yeah, all that. Really I was like, like, it was it was, what? it was funny. You are the smartest motherfucker like on the planet right now. You trying to play stupid to these people? Well, when it came to his money, he play. I play stupid too. And this is true. And and like I think toward the end of the nineties, he stepped down as like the CEO or something. Yeah. Uh, Steve Ballmer actually stepped up and became the CEO. You know, Steve Ballmer he he's not over Microsoft anymore. He owns the Clippers now. Okay, so it's it's interesting. Like a lot of those Microsoft big wigs, and rest in peace to Paul Allen too. Um, he was the owner of the Seahawks and the Blazers. Oh damn! Yeah. Oh, he was braided up. Oh, clearly he, he's he was the richest NFL owner. Like, but he didn't, it was like, the Seahawks is just like, oh, I owe them. But it's like, I don't, like, it's not like he, he was like one of those brash owners that everybody knew. Yeah. But, uh, back, back to the, uh, Bill Gates thing, like, 
What was so so dope about Bill Gates? He was a visionary, and yes, he did run a monopoly, but he had the foresight to start putting his hands on stuff that people didn't know what to do with mm-hmm. yet. So that's why the government fucked with him so much. Like it's okay for Rockefeller to be an oil tycoon. It's okay for these other big people to um, own the oil, the coal, the of uh, these other resources. But when it came to the internet, it was so new. Oh, it was. So, so when Bill Gates came out of nowhere and essentially just started, oh, this is mine. Yep. The government didn't know what to do, so that's why they had to start fucking they with him. They had to. So, <laughs> that's why he became as rich as he did so quickly. Yeah, man. And that is the problem. Just think about if if we could go back in time and, like, warn our parents about, like, different stocks and shit. Mm-hmm. We would be billionaires right now. Because, like, I mean, they, they, they talked about Amazon, how it started in that ranch-style house. They st- they show how Apple was virtually on the brink of being bankrupt. Yes. And Steve Jobs had the foresight to come in and say, hey, you know what? We go team up with uh, Microsoft. I know y'all don't like it, but, but this is going to work. Right. And then before you knew it, a few years, they cut the ties off. And then now yeah. Apple makes the better computer. And, and <laughs> honestly, it wasn't even... That it wasn't the fact that the computer was better. The shit looked good. Yeah, that's like, what it was. Steve Jobs brought in like style, yes. like the way shit looks, the, the appeal of the look of um, computers. Yeah, and that's why everybody was buying them shit. And we can still see that today with the iPhone. Yeah, like yeah. it's crazy how sexy Apple products look, Facts. and that's why everybody wants one. Yeah, that's that's a model that still works today. Yeah, which is crazy. Yeah, which but, is wild. But. That that I haven't finished it yet, but I think I'm on the same uh, episode as you are. That '90s yeah. documentary is dope, and then now they do have one for the '80s and, and the '70s. So yeah, I'm going to the. So place. it's like once I finish the '90s, it's like I wanted. I guess because we grew up in that, mm-hmm. I wanted to see that. Yeah. Now you know I know about the '80s. I mean, I was born in the '80s, but I was born in the late '80s. So right. it's like right, okay. right. And then you know the '70s, I went around for that, but just to see it documented mm-hmm. like that, I need to see that. Mm-hmm. So. Trust me, that'll be something that we yeah. gonna get around. To. Oh yeah, we might have to review that shit. Facts, for real. facts. And the one last thing on it, like, it's it's crazy how fast technology like evolves. Mm-hmm. Windows ninety five, right? People people was... stood in line to was... go buy Windows ninety five. I don't even update my iPhone. We get and it, it comes to my phone. I was like, nah, don't don't do that right now, fam. We get uh, we can buy a download of an update. Updates come to our email that we can just click something in the updates. People had to go stand in line for this shit. For Windows ninety five. That's crazy. You never seen a, a software operating launch like that before, Ever. and you'll never see it again. No, for for software, <laughs> for so- software, software somewhere in the cloud, you can just download. <laughs> yes, like like who's going to stand in line to pay three hundred dollars? Because that's how much that shit costs in the nineties for a fucking disc. That shit is crazy. <laughs> that shit is crazy. That's crazy. But so but the thing is, Windows ninety five was like truly like the beginning of something because even to this day you still have a start bar. Yeah, that was that was the one that started. Yeah, <laughs> that's so like I don't like I love this type of shit. Yeah, so, we we like, geeking out right yeah, now. Man. Trust me, but it's, it's dope. But it's one dope. but one segment uh, one thing about the nineties documentary it definitely highlighted the shows. Now you know it, it highlighted TV from an overall standpoint. Mm-hmm. But here at Oversaturated, we focus on everything black. Of course. We're for everything you, black. You know what we do. You <laughs> so know how we do. We're not only going to focus on the 90s shows. We're going to focus on basically the history of TV. And this is our segue into our main discussion topic. Just TV evolving for black people. Mm-hmm. 
basically the history of it, what where it started and where we're at now. Like I think it'll be a dope conversation between me and my brother here. So um you could go back like really, really early. Like you can start in the sixties, but like even with the fifties, like you had people like Amos and Andy, which weren't necessarily the best depiction mm-hmm. of blacks on TV. And you had to like people like Hollywood blacks start to make their imprint in Hollywood, especially like the comedians and entertainers like Sammy Davis Jr. I think Bill Cosby was a comedian toward the late fifties, early sixties. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Fox was a comedian in the late in the fifties. So they're starting to make their imprint, and then certain people start getting shows. Only it wasn't too many blacks on TV in the sixties because you still have a mainstream white America, and it was only. Four channels probably in the 60s right and you gotta you gotta think about the time too we had just come out of like, like we civil rights era and shit really started yet because yeah. <laughs> like, like sammy david jr one of the greatest entertainers period facts now he had to deal with segregation even in vegas like he ran vegas him and the rat pack that those those were the guys but he couldn't even pro- like the hotels he performed <laughs> in he couldn't sleep there. He couldn't gamble there. He couldn't eat there. He had to stay on the west side of the town. Crazy. But he was able to get his own variety show, though, mm-hmm. which is huge. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people know about that. So he was the first one to have, like, this sketch comedy show. It basically, did sketch comedy. He would sing. He would dance. He would entertain. I think that might have been, like, three seasons. But, like I said, it was only four networks. Right. <laughs> so <laughs> you, you got NBC, ABC, CBS, and what's the other one? ABC, ABC. Fox. No, nah, Fox didn't come around to like the 90s. Like late 80s, 90s. Hmm. Wait, you said CB? CB is. Everybody was a broadcast system. Or yeah. a, a broadcast company. So it was NBC, ABC, CBS. CBS. Was it, was it another one? Yeah, I feel like it was another one. Because Fox, because trust me, when Fox came around, it was real edgy. That's why I know. What was like the early like CW shit? Like early WB or that came later too? No, nah, that came later too. But maybe it was only three. Maybe it was only three. But still, like, for <laughs> TV wasn't how we view it now. Yeah, right. So, right. for certain people to be on TV and a black person to be on TV to be the lead and yeah. not some minstrel shit. Right. Meant a lot. Right. Now, Bill Cosby had a show, too. He had a sitcom. Back in the 60s? Back in the 60s. Now, that I didn't know. Yes. Now, he was actually, it was kind of like a young Bill. He was uh, a young black professional. Mm-hmm. Uh, he had other black co-stars around him. And it was on CBS at the no, it was on NBC because that's what the co- the actual Cosby show that everybody knows is on. Right. But Bill Cosby was huge in the sixties. Huh. A lot of the you know shit he was doing back in the sixties. Right. So for a black man to be on TV in the sixties, like lit, yeah, lit. Damn. See, you educate me because I don't really know much about TV before the late eighties. Mm-hmm. To be honest, well. This is the thing. Like, you know what educated me a lot on these old shows outside of, like, parents and stuff? Mm-hmm. Um, Nick at Night. And see, I, I never really watched Nick at Night. If I, I if I was up late, I was playing, like, Nintendo and shit. Yeah, I was watching Nick <laughs> at Night. That shit was lit. Now, <laughs> now, granted, the only shows I think they really showed on Nick at Night during the 90s that were black were, like, the Jeffersons. Mm-hmm. But the Jeffersons leads way to you. It's like your gateway to other stuff because you find the other old shows somehow. Okay. Especially if you're like, like my moms will work all the time. So I'll be with my grandmother. Mm-hmm. So 
we're watching, you know, outside of her making me watch the younger wrestlers, we're watching <laughs> some other shit too. So like, you know, if a good times rerun was on, we'll watch, watch that. It, yeah. So it's, you know, like you start to get your introduction to stuff right. through other ways. And it was like my parents, definitely Nick and Knight. Nick and Knight was litty, but like I would watch, you know, all the shows like Brady Bunch, I Love Lucy, yep. Honeymooners, anything oh, that would come on. Like, I Dream of Jeannie. Yeah, 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 all like, that bitch. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, <laughs> okay, okay, okay. okay. <laughs> See, you know, man, he's like, it's just it, you had to think about it, You're right? But let's let's go to the seventies because like the sixties was really really like limited for black people. But this is where the boom came for like for like black led shows. Number one, you got to talk about it, Sanford and Son. Now, <clears throat> with Sanford and Son, right? I've de- I've definitely seen episodes of it, mm-hmm. but I couldn't like quote I couldn't quote like a line or anything from it. Like I'm, I'm coming Elizabeth. Elizabeth. See and no nothing. I know that, but it's like I can't, I wouldn't be able to like correlate the two. You you big dummy. Like, <laughs> like, like, like all that. Like, but but at this point um Red Fox mm-hmm. is, you know, St. Louis native, but he was uh, definitely an OG in the game at that time. He had twenty years he had been a stand-up comedian. Now he gets a show. But his branded comedy was never mainstream like Bill. Okay. Yeah, That's yeah. why Bill, like, Red Fox is a motherfucker. Listen to, like, listen to those stand-ups. Like, he was cussing, smoking, and drinking on stage in the 50s as a black man. That is crazy. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's wild. Bill was clean cut. Bill was whole family style mm-hmm. stuff. He was like the Kevin Hart back then. It's was show style. Yeah. Like if 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 that helps somebody understand right, yeah, what Bill Cosby I was. What <laughs> Bill Cosby was funny, but <laughs> <laughs> but Sam from the son, like it, it depicted a father and son running this junkyard together. His son uh, Lamont, like it was a dope show. Like and they tackled a lot of racial stuff too. Mm-hmm. That's what a lot of shows in the seventies did. Yeah. Like and that's what you can appreciate. Uh, like the like it was one where he went to court for the uh for a traffic ticket for mm-hmm. speeding. Mm-hmm. He's like, well, he's like the cop races. He's like, well, how you figure that? Look at all these niggas in here. <laughs> 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 that's that's what. But he but said that on TV. But it made sense. Though. Yeah, how stuff like that is relevant. I mean, relevant to this day. Oh, of course. Crazy, right? Wow. Let's keep it going. Like good times. Probably one of the most iconic theme songs. Oh. but yes definitely one of the most iconic theme songs period and definitely one of the most iconic shows because it showed blacks struggling in the projects which was our reality Mm -hmm. and how we look at getting out the projects is something is like a goal yeah we want to better ourselves we want to do these things so seeing that black family how close-knit they were living in this project apartment and <laughs> just going through all the things that they went through, and it seems like every time that they would get close, they have to take two steps back. Yeah, and that's life, especially for black people. Facts, facts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, again, I've I've seen episodes of Good Times, but man, like I can't. JJ, come on, man. Well, I mean, I know, I know, I know, right? Yeah, but besides that, like I, I got nothing. Like, and it's it's trash, but. Again, like I didn't really watch reruns of this stuff, and gotcha. if my mom did, I wasn't like around her when she you, was. You weren't trying to watch it. Yeah, I got you. Okay, what about the Jeffersons King? Come on now. Now, okay. another iconic theme song. Oh, facts. Now, 
Nelly, I, Nelly with the remix, batter up, go look it up. Talk about it. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> now, with the Jeffersons, now, correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. and I'm this is me freestyling. Mm-hmm. They owned a laundromat. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. See, that, that's how they were able to move up to the Upper East Side to the dealer's apartment in the, in the sky. sky bars. Right. <laughs> but the, the thing is, now you've seen like a self-made black, like a self-made thousandaire. That's what you call it. Right. So, like he's yeah. he was a billionaire, but he was able to get him and his wife to the better side of town, mm-hmm. and it came through hard work. But you've seen Sherman Hemsley, like he definitely per- embodied somebody. To, Named George Jefferson, like him and Weezy's dynamic. Like when we look at Black Love, you always hear a lot of references George and Weezy, George and Weezy. Like you always hear those things. Yep. So you have to appreciate what the Jeffersons did, and then they had then him always going back and forth with the white guy Tom. Like <laughs> like like Tom was so clueless, but like George Jefferson would always school him on like what it was like to be a black man in these things, and he ran a successful business. Yeah, yeah, which which probably at the time wasn't really portrayed on TV. Oh, fact. So, like, so a lot of these 70s shows are iconic in their own different way. Right. I got another 70s show for you. Soul Train. That's, damn, it did start in the 70s, huh? Mm-hmm. And that ran through, like, 2000s. Yeah, and the reason I'm bringing it up is because we had no platform for African-American artists to go. And you had American Bandstand, but it was like a, <laughs> like you had to you know fight tooth and nail mm-hmm. to get a black artist yeah. on American Bandstand yeah. oh you know how big you had to be you know how the Temptations had to be huge to get on there right but Soul Train that's that's <clears> for <throat> us that's for us back when people was actually dancing, dancing. like and, moving and yes and you see people that look like you they're able to enjoy themselves on TV in this space and then you have one of the most iconic people that led the show Don Cornelius yes. uh, his voice his uh he was so smooth yeah. when he when he got on the mic. Like he like he that dude was so monotone, but his voice was hella smooth. Right. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you got you had Soul Train, which I think was very, very dope, especially for uh black artists. Yep. And and just speaking on how iconic that is, mm-hmm. we still do Soul Train lines now. Yeah. yeah. Family reunion. The fact that you any... say the fact that you say Soul Train line. Yeah, like <laughs> we know what it is. Yeah. It's, it's you, dope, man. You gotta love it, man. For real. Now what about this? The Flip Wilson show. Are you familiar with Flip Wilson? I've heard it, but I've okay. I, I've seen not one episode. Flip Wilson had his... He was a black comedian. Now, he he was a... Uh, like sketch comedy. That's mm-hmm. what I'm getting at. Okay. Definitely a variety show, but more so sketch comedy. And Flip was dope because he was able to pull a lot of white people in to watch him. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, one knock against Flip, depending on who you ask was the fact that he dressed up in drag. Now, he did have... But that's not a problem, but some people were uncomfortable with that. And then, like, you ask a lot of black comedians, some like, well, I'm not dressing up in no dress. Well, Flip Wilson would do it. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean Flip Wilson was cooning. Like, Flip Wilson was a funny guy. And (laughs) the character Geraldine was like, imagine your aunt. Like, you know, just a free-spirited black woman. Mm -hmm. Like, just living life, just, you know, might have a little drink, but... The thing is, when Flip put that wig on, he was Geraldine. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, so, like, I think they had, like, four seasons, but Flip Wilson, Flip Wilson's old. Dope. I might have to go back and look at that. Oh, yeah, Flip Wilson's Because I, I feel like I can appreciate, like, old sketch comedy variety shows. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to write that down. Now, another one, too. The reason I want to bring this up, because it was uh, Benson. You remember that show? Uh, So, yeah, I do remember hearing it. Um, okay. 
and from my research, it debuted in 1979. <laughs> now, that was a spinoff of a, uh, I think it was a show called Soap. The reason it's huge is because it was a black-led <laughs> show, and dude, Robert, now I'm going to butcher that last name, Gillamy. I think that's how you pronounce it. Okay. Remember the dude that played Morgan Freeman's boss in uh, Lean On Me? Yes. That's him. Uh, He's from St. Louis. Word. Yeah. Did not know that. Yeah. That's what's up. <laughs> so, History lesson. This was essentially like he was the butler on the show. That's why Benson, like you hear a lot of people make Benson mm-hmm. jokes when you refer to butlers. Yeah. This was like if Jeffrey from Fresh Prince got his own show. Oh, okay. So imagine that. He was like a very witty smart remark type of person. Yeah. And that's what he played. He was a butler for a white guy. Huh. Well, I mean, I figured. Well, of course. Yeah. <laughs> of figured. course. Of course. Um, one show that I want to mention from the 70s, it debuted in 78. Not necessarily a black show, but the two leads were black. Mm-hmm. Uh, different Strokes. Gotcha. I love that. Now, that, that. that's a show that I kind of grew up watching. Yeah, like, yeah, I, yeah. My mom liked it. Um, I guess different at the time, there was a white family that adopted two black boys. Mm-hmm. Um, something from Harlem too. I from Harlem, yeah. yeah. Like, I'm not sure why he did. That. Well, I mean, that's, a the show. Show. that's a show. <laughs> that's a show. <laughs> you know, we got to find the blackest city like Harlem. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> um. So yeah. Uh, and of course, we all know the uh, the famous saying. We just talking about Willis. Um. But seeing how, I guess, differences between black children and white children growing up and, you know, how they can uh, be affected by certain situations was pretty much the ideals of the show. So mm-hmm. I thought I thought that was pretty cool. And I, I see what they were doing with making that show in the 70s, rolling into the 80s like that, because I think that was at a time where, you know, racial harmony might be, you know, like, you know, it's kind of getting together. That's right. why I was like, different strolls through the world. Right. Like, you know, ass <laughs> but, like, I, I get why, you know, they would make a show as like, like that. Right. Um, now, what about this? Fat Albert and the Cosby Kids. Now, was did that debut in the 70s? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, okay. it debuted in the 70s. Okay. Well, yeah. I mean, yeah. I have really nothing about Me neither, me neither, honestly. Hey, right. Like, that's, that's all I got for you. Like, I mean, I don't know where that really ranks and like, you know. <laughs> but it's just like you got to acknowledge that it was there. Right. Because these, these characters that he made, you know, that Bill Cosby coined or whatever, you know, are iconic in their own right. I mean, we was wearing them on, on Platinum Fubu. We didn't ask no questions then. We did not. <laughs> it was for us. By, By us. us. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> right, 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 right. Now we good with the 70s? Yeah, man. Okay. We do, we 80s. Do. Well, you got to start at the top. Cosby Show. You, I mean, you have to. Um, I mean, you have, you know, a doctor and a lawyer together. <laughs> now, th- would you say the Cosby Show was the first show that showed a black couple that were very um, successful in their professions like this? Yes. Like a black lawyer and a black doctor, yes, married, yes, with children, yes, yeah, yeah. Like, cause, we, like, we saw with the Jeffersons, right? Mm-hmm. George was the breadwinner. Yeah, Weezy was the housewife. Never have you seen it where it was like this. Like you've seen the love dynamic, but you're talking about where they excelled in life, and then what you have to enjoy. They were HBCU uh, grads. Thanks, <laughs> like thanks. you have to enjoy that, and then they raised their kids. You know. To you know, with real life lessons, like you've seen it, like you enjoyed it, right? Right. I don't really know where we can go, like you know, with the Cosby Show. Like, there's a like a left praise out there for it, right? I mean, in in so many iconic episodes. Oh, uh, my personal favorite is 
uh, one of the Thanksgiving episodes. Yeah, yeah, where of he had course, to keep going course. back to the store. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's my personal favorite. I, oh no, I'm thinking about the first episode of Different World. Well, we can go there now. Now yeah, that I'm thinking next, about it, but next. different Different World was supposed to be the world around Denise Cosby going to Hillman, mm-hmm. but some you know through <laughs> the the backs the backstories and stuff like that, her and Bill Cosby had a falling out. So that's why the show moved forward with Jasmine Guy and Kareem being the leads. Okay. So it didn't like season one was Denise. Right. Season two was everybody else. And you start like and one thing you appreciated about it explored the real life of what black people dealt with. You know, or you know, not even just black people, just well yeah, of course black people. (laughs) It's just HBCU life. Right. And it showed a whole generation of kids like, hey, you can go to school, you can do this. So we know the importance of a different world. Now, one of my favorite episodes was the, I want to say it was the National Anthem episode. Mm-hmm. Or, well, not the National Anthem episode, but um, they played a, a predominantly white school or something like that. And uh, damn, Dwayne Wade and, and Ron and I went to the jail for fighting. Yep, I know what you're talking and about. that exchange that they had with those white kids, mm-hmm. powerful. Very powerful. You still get it right now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Those dynamics. So, it's like, I enjoy it. It was, you know, A Different World is an iconic show. Like, but the reason I brought up The Different World is because, like, the first episode, like, Denise needed money for something, and she didn't want to call Bill. Like, she didn't want to call her dad. So, she spent the whole episode just trying to figure out the situation, and then he, she kept calling. Like, she'll call... And say, you know, I figured it out, so you don't need any money? Okay. Like, it's like, <laughs> but that's how it ended. Like, I was like, that was dope. But Different World, I kind of show. I kind of theme song, Recipes of Aretha Franklin. Facts. <laughs> now, I mean, you, the, A Different World is is definitely an iconic show. Mm-hmm. But it transcends being iconic just because it's a show. Like, mm-hmm. I think after this aired for a few seasons, like, HBCU enrollment, like, skyrocketed. I believe it. And it's like... The fact that there's a television show from the creators of black people that was able to do that is, like, amazing. Like, so amazing. I was hoping that Blackish would have done the same thing with Grownish, but I kind of knew it wouldn't work because the the type of character Zoe is, eh. But I still love Grownish, though. Grownish is a great show. Oh, Grownish is a dope show. Grownish is a dope show. Um, So, yeah. So, let me throw this out there. So, Family Matters. Yeah, actually debuted in '89. Yeah, which I I, I thought it debuted in the '90s, but no, it, it it became more prominent in the '90s. Right now, it started it was it started as a family show without Steve Urkel. Yeah, um, kind of I would say kind of similar to the Cosby's. Uh, the dad was a cop. I can't. I don't remember. I don't think did. Harriet. She wasn't a housewife. She I don't she, know, did, she she did something, something, but I don't remember what. Yeah. Um, but it picked up after the uh, debut of Steve Urkel and how, I guess, audiences liked him so much that they yeah. made him like a regular character. Yeah, yeah. And that's when it took off for yeah. real. Yeah. <clears throat> so, Family Matters was dope. I love Family Matters. Yes. Yeah. How about this? 227. Now, I know Jack A. Henry was <laughs> Yeah. That's yeah. pretty much all I know about it. <laughs> this, this, this show is different because, like, it showed the world of the black woman. Like, this is all, you know, pretty much a female-led oh, okay. show. Okay. Marla Gibbs, who played Florence from uh, The Jeffersons, was the lead on the show. You did have a young Jackie Harry. You had an even younger Regina King on this show. Mm, okay. So, I think that was dope. And I think, you know, it's so underrated because, you know, 227 probably had like three, four seasons. You know, maybe, I'm, you, know, I'm, you know, without my research knowing. But the fact that it was just women, pretty much, like, you know, it had male actors on the show. But it... it Marla Gibbs was the star of the right. show. 
Right. That that's dope to me. That's dope. That's hella dope. Now, would that be the first, I guess, show from a woman's perspective? Like strictly from a woman's perspective? That I can think of. Yeah. And you know, I could be wrong. You right. know, but I, that I can think of, I believe it was two two seven. Hmm. Dope. Yeah. Now one of I would say this this show that I'm about to talk about next is probably one of the first shows that was for the culture, as mm-hmm. people would say. Okay. The Arsenio Hall show. Mm-hmm. Now was that the eighties or the nineties? It debuted in eighty nine. Okay. Okay. So okay. it debuted in eighty nine mm-hmm. and um so Arsenio Hall was like the f- can I say first black late night talk show host? I think so. Um he brought he brought a voice and a space for people like us, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is where all the hip hop acts went yeah. for late night, yeah. at least in the late eighties, early nineties. Yeah. Um, I didn't know this, but watching the nineties documentary we talked about earlier, that's where everybody that's where everybody learned that Bill Clinton could play the saxophone. Mm. I didn't know that. Mm. I didn't know that until I watched that mm. documentary. And, and you know what's so crazy with with Arsenio? Like he he gave, like you said, it was a space for us when late night. Talk shows were dominated by Johnny Carson, then Jay Leno, then yep. David Letterman. Yep. So we would enjoy these shows, but we wouldn't think about color. Mm-hmm. But you give us something that looks like us, the ratings start skyrocketing Man. over there. So it's kind of like they just took our singing off the air. Yep. <laughs> yep. And then the last episode where he had like everybody who was anybody in hip hop at the time come out, you know, do a quick little freestyle. That was like probably one of the dopest TV moments, Facts. like, period. Big like, that's a dope, amazing. I'm glad you brought that up, man, because that's definitely something that should be highlighted. Yes. Now, what about this? I'm kind of going back to the sitcom thing. Amen. I, I know of it. I just, <laughs> mm. Well, I mean, Sherman Henson played the deacon in the church. <clears throat> you had, uh, I always call her D from the Williams Brothers. Well, her, name oh. is Anna, her name is Anna Maria Horsford, but <laughs> I forgot her name, character in the show. But <laughs> like that that was, you know, dealing with the black church pretty much. Yeah. And the things that surrounded the black church because they really had to deal with the neighborhood and stuff like that. So, hey, man, it was a dope show. Yeah. You know, it was cool. That's what's up. Now, this one I'm about to mention, pro- I probably don't really need to explain it, yeah. but people, this show went on for 25 years, but mm-hmm. debuted in 86. Mm-hmm. Oprah. Oprah mm-hmm. Winfrey show. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. We all know what Oprah does. We all know what Oprah did <laughs> with her show. Yeah, open face, now, face closed. Like she, you know what I'm saying? she did face a lot of adversity when she first started. Like they wanted her to lose weight. They they like changed her time slots a lot, if I'm not mistaken. Mm-hmm. But she hit her stride like in the mid. I would say mm-hmm. mid to late nineties. And yeah, mm-hmm. now we're here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, now we're here. <laughs> Facts, pretty much. Um, I got Webster. I don't. <laughs> Emmanuel Lewis. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I know of it. I just I never mean, watched it. It was pretty much like, in, <clears throat> in my mind, and I could be wrong too, this was like uh, different shows. They just, you know, another black kid adopted by white people. Yeah. Did they, okay, this is random in the sidebar. Did they ever do a celebrity death match between. I be, that, it made sense if they did. I mean, like, yeah. I, know, I know exactly what you're going to carry over Emmanuel yeah. Lewis. Like, oh, shit. All right, uh, I got one more. Mm-hmm. Um,. So this this show that I'm about to mention debuted in '83. Okay, and ran for 21 seasons. Reading Rainbow. That's. A- <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I guess technically not really a black show, but it was black led. So. Well, hey, 
Yeah. A win is a win. There you go. There you go. <laughs> well, let's go get to our, you know, obviously our favorite decade. The but this, but right, but it's shit. It's a boom of shows though. To be Man. completely honest, real. Uh, well, we'll start at the top. Obviously, I think. Well, where, wherever you want to start, but obviously you would think Fresh Prince when you think of the nineties. Facts. Um, wow, uh, such an iconic storyline, such great mesh of characters. Um, even you know. If you want to include second Avil, that's cool too. But you know. <laughs> <laughs> now, did you know, and listeners, did you guys know this as well that the theme song has like an extra verse? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like an extended. Well, I mean, the song is you know what thirty seconds on the 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 show. I mean, yeah, like on TV. Yeah. So yeah, it's another additional verse. Now that you know, I can't sit here and flow with that one, but I know it's another verse out there. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, what can you say about Fresh Prince? That you what, that hasn't already been said. I don't know, man. It's one of the best shows, com- like shows. Period. Yeah. Not even black shows. Just like shows. Just shows period. period. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of a lot of powerful scenes pertaining to like you know black life and how we deal with certain situations. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, with the father, everybody mm-hmm. knows that one. Mm-hmm. Um. When Will was trying to explain to Carlton about black people getting pulled over by white police, you know, mm-hmm. by white police mm-hmm. officers, um, you had a lot of classism. You had a lot of uh, you had to think about you know the racist the racist tones when uh, Will got shot. Yeah, uh, those things. Um, you know, ageism with uh, Aunt Viv getting back out there, and you know, like that <laughs> that iconic dance scene in the dance class right. and everything. So, I mean, yeah. First Prince, man. Oh, yeah. I mean, so. okay, let's let's move on. <laughs> I mean, Martin. I'm going to let you talk about Martin because oh. I, I got a hot take. Oh, okay. Well, um, I mean, five seasons. I mean, it was a comedian-led show. Uh, it was definitely raw. One of the raw shows at the time because it was on Fox. Now, that's where Fox makes his, his push in because they had, like, a lot of edgy comedy and they had a lot of black black shows right. led on there. Right. Um. I mean, a lot of iconic episodes. Like, I, I love it. Like, when <laughs> Martin Stereo, <laughs> CD player, that stereo he bought, came up missing, and they did that New Jack City uh, thing, <laughs> and he had that damn fake dog, bruh. <laughs> but, <laughs> I mean, it was a lot of things. Like, um, when Gina and Martin finally, uh, well, when he proposed to her, and Brian McKnight came out the bushes singing and shit. Like, it was dope. Yeah. Biggie was on the show. Like, Martin was really for the culture. Jodeci was on the show. Like, it, it was a lot. That went into Martin and what made it great. And then, you know, the backstory and why the fifth, fifth season is as bad as mm-hmm. it is, mm-hmm. you know. Now, aside, from, and this is my personal opinion here, people, mm-hmm. but aside from, like, Martin and Pam, like, Snap, you know, mm-hmm. Jonan, every episode, mm-hmm. I don't really find Martin that funny. Like, I don't find the show Martin that funny. Like, they have iconic moments, but to me personally, it's not really that funny. Blasphemous. I'm just moving on. I'm not even going to address fine. this. That's fine. That's okay. <laughs> <clears throat> that's, that's fine. But anyway, so next we have... Uh, uh, I hope you get hate mail for that. <laughs> bring it. Shit, I don't care. Um, Living Single. Mm-hmm. Now, Living Single was... Well, we all know what Living Single was, but uh, a show about four friends, mm-hmm. one who lived across the street but was always at their friend apartment for some odd reason eating their food when she was the most successful one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's so great to see this dynamic of all these different black women and two black men that are in somewhat different positions in their life but still leaning on each other for support yeah. and going through 
certain situations together. And then Max, um, who was, I dare I say, a sexually free woman mm-hmm. and wanted her friends to be the same as well, which is absolutely nothing wrong with it all. Yeah. Uh, was this... Would you do you think this is like the first time a woman was like portrayed like that in in television? At where least on would, like a where she was professional and she could still be uh, sexually liberated. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel so. So, so that's like, that. like that's dope. Now was was this on Fox? This was on yeah Fox. Fox. Fox had Martin Living Single and Living Color, which we'll get to. Yeah. So I I love I personally love Living Single. Mm-hmm. Now I can't if I'm not mistaken. Living single debuted before Friends, yeah. But Friends came after, and people, which was I, I think is complete rip off of Living Single. Mm-hmm. But somehow ended up being the more successful show. Well, this is the thing. Like one of the most underrated love stories, and I think that we even look past it is Overton and Sinclair. Oh, it, very, very underrated. You know, because you always hear Martin and Gina. You know, uh, Bill and I mean. Uh, Cliff and Camille, you you always hear these other names. You never hear about that. Um, and also, yeah, complete rip off. Yeah, man. I have nothing for friends. Right, Rachel and Ross, you know, everybody loves that. Yeah, fuck out of here. <laughs> um, but yeah, like you said, with Overton and Sinclair, right? They went through a lot of like relationship shit. Mm-hmm. Even some of Overton's family not liking Sinclair for whatever reason, and mm-hmm. Overton was like, "Hey, fam." You gotta cut right, that shit out. Right, like this right. is my this is my lady. Right, like, right. Chill out. Like that's like that's dope. Facts. I love it. I love it. But, hey, you know what? Let's talk about living color since it's already been mentioned. Since we you know kind of just put it out there. Yes, well, you know one of the you know greatest sketch comedy shows of all time. Uh, even though after the Wayans left, it it still had a level of success, but it wasn't the best that it could have been. Of course. Um, salute to Fox for putting a lot of edgy shows on TV because you did have Martin, you did have Living Single. You did have Living Color. You even had The Simpsons, which was like late 80s, early 90s. So you did have all these shows underneath this Fox umbrella. And they weren't scared of the backlash. That's why Fox was trying to find his way when NBC, ABC, and CBS would be uh, very family-friendly or just, you know, kind of very conservative and safe. (coughs) Where Fox, you would get all this, all this, all the smoke. Yeah, man. And, you know, what can we say about Living Single that, you know, I mean, not li- I said Living Single. Right. <laughs> living <laughs> Color that hasn't been said, right? Puts, man, put so many people on. Facts. Started so many careers. Facts. Um, show, showcased um, uh, hip-hop artists. It's It was just dope-ass show. So many iconic moments. Like, it's, we should low-key have, well, I don't have the season. I know somebody got the season, but we should, like. <laughs> Like watch that. I haven't actually watched it live a color in a long time. Yeah, I think it may be on Hulu. May. I'm gonna check that out. May. Like that, that's a big out. May. But I mean, let's talk about the Williams brothers because that's you know not a direct spinoff, but the success of Living Color allows for the Williams brothers to have their show right. now, which was interesting because Sean and Marlon didn't play a huge part in in, in Living Color. Right. Not not like Keenan Damon and. Uh, who I missing? Kenan Damon and Kim. Kim was on the show too, but it's so many wins. I'm just losing. Yeah, it's, my... it's hell. But Kenan and Damon, Damon for sure. Like, I, I, yeah, Kenan Damon, Kim, Shine, and Marlon. Okay, them the five. Yeah. Okay, that's, <laughs> that threw me off. Okay, but um, Wayans Brothers highly underrated. Oh, one hundred percent. Very underrated show, and still pisses me off to the day that they didn't get like a final episode. Like. Uh-huh. A lot of these shows. Yeah. I mean, well, I think the bigger ones like Freshman's Martin, 
Did Living Single have a number show? I think they did. Uh, well, Should I, know, I remember? I it's on remember. Hulu. I got to check. But Wayne's, but Wayne's brother was like from I want to say ninety three to ninety eight, ninety nine, yeah. maybe somewhere up in there. Hey man, I love the Wayne's brothers. Man, I love that dynamic. I love that show. That they just funny. Like now. I do still feel like Marlon overacts a lot, but this show was still funny. To me, this show was still really funny. <laughs> Marlon, Marlon and Sean's dynamic was dope because they were really the closest in age. So mm-hmm. they really felt like, you know, two brothers. And then you have John Witherspoon playing their dad, uh, D, uh, Anna Maria Horsford playing the security guard, D. And I think those are the four main characters. Then you have, like, you know, throughout each season, you probably have, like, White Mike or, mm-hmm. you know, these people that would show up and that would add to the, the flavor of the show. I thought it was dope. I, I, love, I, I can't see anything bad about the Wayans Brothers. I love that damn show. I agree. Whenever the, the reruns on, I'm watching. Oh, that's a fact. Like, I'm watching. <clears throat> that's a fact. Now, staying, staying with the sibling category, right? Mm-hmm. Sister, sister. Yeah, talk about did, it. Did you like so, sister, sister? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I love Sister Sister. It, it had some corny moments. Of course. But I I enjoy, like, I, I don't know if we ever seen, like, a storyline like that. Two twins separated at birth. They they see each other in the mall. It was very unique. And then for the dad, you know, uh, Ray, that was the name, Ray. Yeah. He had uh, Tia and her mom come live with them. Right. Like, I thought that was dope. And then, like, it would be times where, uh, was it, Lisa? Lisa, yeah. Okay, Lisa and Ray would flirt with mm. being together yep. for the better of the kids. And then they realize, you know what, this ain't the movie. <laughs> like, you know, that ain't it, Chief. Like, they Ray, didn't end up together, though? I thought they did. I don't know. It would be times where, you know, Lisa would be doing her thing. Ray would be doing mm-hmm. his. They thought about it. No. Nah, yeah, yeah. like, I, I, I don't know if they ever ended up together, but... We did literally watch Tia and Tamara grow up, even though they were preteens or teens when they got the show, but we did watch them grow up. Yes. And I thought that was amazing. Um, they had a lot of cameos. Like it was it was like, you know, eh. and then you had Marcus Houston playing Roger. Of course. <laughs> but one thing I didn't like was when I think who I think it was that one episode where uh Tamara was singing uh, Mary J. Blige. I hate that episode. I just didn't like her singing. <laughs> Oh, and it just it stays with me. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that was one thing in the nineties. You go have like a dancing, like it was like they always had like stuff like the that. Mu- like it's musical music. episodes. Yeah, basically. yeah. I don't like musicals. I, so. I don't. I think they had one time where uh, Roger was actually able to, you know, be himself on the show. Like yeah. it was like the singing Roger. Like I think. I think he was able to be with Immature on the show one time. Like, I don't know. It was crazy. I, rem- I think I remember that. Yeah. Like, they was trying to go to their concert or something. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. But um, it, either way, spinoff, spinoff. The spinoff, well, it's not even a spinoff. Their little brother, Taj Mahari, yeah. was able to do Smart Guy. Yes. One of my personal favorite nah, I love 90s Smart shows. Smart Guy's dope. Like, do you know what year this debuted? Because I, I- want to say it was... When Sister Sister, when they was grown down there, like yeah. Sister Sister might be on their last season, it felt like right. So it's that's why I felt like it was a spinoff, but I, you know, I'm not saying it was a spinoff, but because of the family ties, right? That's all it is. Now, think me, me watching this show, uh-huh. thinking to myself, like, okay, this smart ass kid mm-hmm. is like in the tenth grade. Yeah. Like, can this happen? Me thinking as I'm watching it at the time, can this really happen? Well, you know, you have child prodigies. You you have to test very, very well on certain tests. Right. In order for them to skip you a grade. Like, he's supposed to, ideally supposed to be in the third or fourth grade. Or, the, or is it fourth or fifth? One of them. If you're 10 years old, you're in the fourth or the fifth grade. Fifth grade, I think. 
fifth. Let's just go with fifth. Let's go with fifth. For you to jump from the fifth to the tenth. But it's a dope story that's very underrated because the mother died. Mm -hmm. So you have a single black man in D.C. raising three kids by himself. And he's still balancing the trial prodigy, a teenage daughter, and a knucklehead teenage boy. So it's like (laughs) you got all this under one roof. And it's dope because, like, even uh, Omar Gooden's character, I forgot, like, what was it, Mo? Mo, yeah. Yeah. I remember get you some Mo Street. Right. That's what I remember. And I remember when they had the band. What was the name of that damn band? Oh, thinking of damn. Damn. I, I forgot remember. the name but, of that band. Uh, Jason Weaver. Yeah, Jason. He used to actually sing. Like, he actually, because he played Young Mike in the uh, Jackson he did, story. He did, he did. But Jason Weaver actually could sing. Yeah. But I forgot the name of that damn band. Me too. Damn, I can't think of it. But it'll, it'll, it'll come. It'll right. Come. All right. It's called Macadocious. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> but Swag God was so dope, man. I really enjoyed that show. Yeah, man. That was a dope-ass show. Hey, man. We, we can't talk about the 90s and not talk about, you know what? Keenan and Kale. Oh, yes. Okay. That's on my list. That's go go list. ahead. Go ahead, man. All right, man. So, Keenan and Kale is a spinoff of all that. Yeah. Um. But, all that too, because it was way before. It was like the Saturday Night Live for kids. Yeah, which mm-hmm. was which is dope as fuck because mm-hmm. that put a lot of people on too. Yeah. Um. But Kenan and Kale. So you got these two young actors. Can it's like a. It's not technically a sketch show. It's like a sitcom. It's a sitcom. It's yeah. A sitcom. That follow these two friends that get into these crazy ass situations. That Kenan um, would definitely master. Man. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Is this the human form of piggy in the brain? but that's kind of like a little kind of in i can see your correlation similarities but i wouldn't, I wouldn't, but say, you I wouldn't say, say it but i can see i can see your point okay anyway but who loves horses but it was dope man it like because we never saw kill Sam, but we uh introduced the keenan family mm-hmm. mother father little sister like dope right right uh i think they were in oakland I believe so. I believe so. Now, this show was very lighthearted because it was on Nickelodeon. Nickelodeon, now, Nickelodeon didn't touch heavy topics. Oh, no, not at all. But Nickelodeon's for the culture. And since we're on Nickelodeon, we have to talk about a very short-lived show, but very dope in a sense. My brother and me. Oh, man. <laughs> Alfie and Didi. And Moo. Yeah, man. Now, this was dope because they had, it was very subtle. Like, you had a mother and a father. They both, it was in Charlotte. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you look closely, you'll see uh, like for uh, black fraternity and sorority paraphernalia on the walls and uh, stuff like that. Very subtle. Yeah. But they had their little shenanigans as kids. Right. But, you know, you have to talk about Moo Punch. <laughs> you talk about my brother and me. Oh, Goo Punch. Yeah. Goo Punch. Everybody oh, said Goo Punch. Over there. <laughs> that shit was fine. In fact. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, if you like. 29 and over and don't know about goo punch then kill yourself we can't really be friends kill yourself we can't really be friends um alright so we we got we have so another one of my personal favorite mm-hmm. 90 shows the Jamie Foxx show okay Jamie okay the the humor in the Jamie Foxx show dope as fuck but um, I feel a but no there's no but oh, okay. there's no for me in this show there's no but I love the humor in this show so it follows Jamie who comes from 
Houston, if I'm not mistaken. No, I think he came from whatever his home. Well, he did somewhere come from in Texas, Texas right? Okay. Somewhere in Texas. Uh, we're just going to say Texas. Mm-hmm. Comes from somewhere in Texas to his aunt's and aunt and uncle's hotel, mm-hmm. um, which is in California. Yeah. Um, to pursue his dreams, mm-hmm. but still help at the hotel. Yeah. Um, falls in love with Fancy. He spends hella seasons trying to get her and mm-hmm. getting into crazy ass situations. Mm-hmm. And you got my boy Braxton with his corny ass, but he's mm-hmm. still funny. Yeah, still yeah. Funny. Uh-huh. 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 Still funny as fuck. The funniest episode of Jamie Foxx <clears throat> has to be when he went to driving school. Oh shit! When my man Mark Curry was the driving, oh, he was a man. drill sergeant, and he thought that he could bribe him with a like I think it was like a twenty or something like that. He's like, oh boy, you think you you can? <laughs> He's like, no, nah, that's not me. He's like, drop down and give me twenty, and then like eventually, like Jamie became buff. Yeah, <laughs> like he, he did so many pushups, and he was like, you gotta sing it like Prince. Like he, I would not have seen the speed limit. Like that 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 whole thing. And remember when it was a part of the episode I'll never forget. One of the most funniest things I ever seen because they broke character. Mm-hmm. Um. He was walking around the class asking the question, and Braxton answered. He was like, "Aha! It was a square." And then he ran up and slid in front of him, but he almost fell. And Jamie and the actors next to him bust out laughing. They turned the other way. You have to look at the scene like that, bro. When I say that shit was oh, so shit. funny. Now, one okay an episode that I remember mm-hmm. that was real funny. It's like toward the end of the episode, Jamie Fox and Braxton. Got into like a Michael Jackson like dance. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh shit! With the, they, they, he's like, you killed it with the fog machine. He's like, ain't no fog machine. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that shit was so funny, yo. And another one I thought that was hilarious <clears throat> was the uh, West Side Connection episode. Now remind me of that. One. Now they had that party. Mm-hmm. Like uh, uh, Uncle Junior and Aunt Helen went out of town, and the West Side Connection came to the hotel. But Jamie was like, you know, well, we could, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure Aunt Helen and Uncle Junior were never rented to them. They wound up messing up the penthouse. Ah, uh, okay. But, you know, when, it was like funny things like when I think they asked for money, Dove C went in his pocket like this. He's like, oh, no, don't send it off, baby. Please, don't, please, baby, don't send it off. It was just stuff like that. That's what made it hilarious. Now, my knock against the Jamie Foxx show. When he started working at Jingle 2000, I think the show started going down. You think so? You remember that Matrix episode? Yeah. Trash. I don't know, man. But I, I think, like, when he finally got fancy, it's just shit changed. It's <laughs> like... It, oh, he was happy? Yeah, I don't know, man. It's just like, when he started working at Jingle 2000, man, shit kind of got cool. You ain't like the jingle off between him and Hell Old Girl? Hell no. <laughs> Plain, white ride. That shit was funny Nah, that was funny. But I'm just talking about... It's kind of like how people look at the fifth season in the morning. I just think certain things started to suffer a little bit. I mean, you can see, like, I'm not saying the show was just, well, no, I am saying it's terrible. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I don't enjoy those seasons overall. But mm-hmm. if I can point to certain episodes, yeah. Yeah. Is, no, That's what's up, man. But, hold on. I like to point out the Steve Harvey show. All right, yeah, since, we on, since, we on, since we on yeah. WB, right? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> WB. <laughs> Damn fall, fall. <laughs> but Steve Harvey was dope. Like I never knew who Steve Harvey was before the show. Me either. But he was a, a a seasoned comedian, and they gave him a show, which I think was dope. He was a a retired soul singer or something yeah. of that nature, and he became a music teacher in a high school where he 
the the girl he used to tease is now his form is boss. Yeah, and she fine. Fine, <laughs> fine as hell now. And he's actually trying to get at her, which they actually wound up being together, right? I think so. Him yeah. and him and well, Piggy or Pig, Regina. Yeah. They actually start dating. <laughs> and then you have his best friend, Cedric. I mean, well, they didn't go by Cedric. He went Cedric in the show. Yeah. Yeah. So they actually live together. And then Cedric eventually gets a, a love interest, Lovita. Lovita Alize Jenkins. <laughs> that, That's that, the most ethnic name that you could come up with. But it was a dope thing. Like he, they were all workers at this any city high school in Chicago, and it was just a dope show. Yeah, as much as the Steve's character disliked the kids, he was always there for them, no matter yes, what. Yes, yes. And that was that was great to see. Yeah, that was dope as fuck to see. Um. Any you got any more ninety shows? You want uh, to I mean, well, since we're on the theme of uh, people coming back and working for the school, hang with Mister Cooper. Yep, hang with Mister Cooper. He was a former basketball player, like one of the best players in the school. Mm-hmm. I mean, in the in the state, he actually I think he went pro for a second, and then you know it didn't work out. Now he's the PE teacher at the high school, uh, inner city Oakland, like the you know real Oakland. You know what I'm saying? Like he was really. Helping the kids, and then he stayed with uh, a friend, and they had another roommate. It was crazy how they all lived in the house. And Raven Simone was old girl's daughter. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So like, I rem- I definitely remember watching it, but I can't. Maybe maybe it wasn't that good to me. Like mm-hmm. none none of it really stuck with me, oh. so I can't really. Well, I got. I, I mean, well, I can understand where you. Come I think from that's on that. Hulu now too. It I think is. I scroll past Hang, it. Hanging with Miss Google was dope. Hanging with Mr. Cooper was dope because you had real-life issues in, in that as well. I mean, it had its funny moments, but growing up in Oakland, you dealt with gangs and things of that nature. Now, um, it was an episode where I think Mo, I think somebody got into it with a gang member of that nature. Now, I said Mo, but I'm not, his, I forgot his name on living, uh, Hanging with Mr. Cooper, mm-hmm. but he was essentially playing the same role on Mark Gooden that he played on Smart Guy. Oh, okay, okay. But... <clears throat> He was he was like a, a lovable loser, right? You have somebody that was essentially called stupid by a lot of people. He's not really good with girls, but he was a comic relief in the show too. Right. He actually found a girl that actually enjoyed him for him. She was smart as hell, beautiful. Um she was shot. Um, like by in a, a drive by. Mm. And he had to tell dude about it and he was like he was like, no, I'm okay. Then he just broke down. But that was a powerful scene because he finally found, I wouldn't say he found love, but he really found somebody that enjoyed him for him. And then the street snatched her away from yeah. him. So. Damn. Yeah. That's dope. Yeah. Now, real quick, because there's a lot of shows in the 90s, but <laughs> uh, Rock. So, <clears throat> in, in doing my research, I definitely remember this show, mm-hmm. but I couldn't tell you, like, the characters or nothing. Okay. Rock was, uh, we got his, his whole name. He was a uh, garbage man. Okay. Live live very. I mean, imagine how a blue collar person lives. Mm-hmm. Kind of like what we do, just you know, making ends meet. Boom, 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 boom. But he dealt with real life situations too. They were in the inner inner city. Uh, I think they set up a crack house right near his door. Oh damn! Clifton Powell played the crack dealer, but he stood his ground when it came to him. Like he wouldn't let him talk crazy to him. I think he choked. Like, Rock choked him in his own living room. Like, he's like, hey, this is my goddamn neighborhood. I mean, in theory, this yeah. is my neighborhood. You and Like, I work hard to live here. You got to take that and sell that shit somewhere else. Yeah. Damn. It was, it was Rock. Rock was this got, on Fox? 
I think so. I think Rock was on fire. That's like it's interesting going back to that nineties doc. They showed how like the late eighties and before mm-hmm. TV was was real like safe. Yeah. And like when the nineties happened, like people you know roll the dice on something. Yeah, they <laughs> shows became more edgier and yeah. Fox was the leading thing in that. And then exactly. cable came along and like and HBO. It, you can do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that yeah, but this crazy. is the, and this is the thing, right? I think that the the powers that be, which would be like the ABCs, NBC, CBSs, right? They have to stay safe because they were the first. Yeah. Like you, you have like you know older people watch this, mm-hmm. like families watch mm-hmm. this. Now Fox is virtually a brand new <coughs> network, late eighties, early nineties. Right? What are you doing? What are you bringing to the table? Who are you going to have? Well, hey, we live in the nineties. It's very rebellious. Hip hop is a thing. You know, <laughs> we have to sell this. Like, you know, something. we got to do something. And then, like you said, HBO came along and Cinemax comes along. And yeah. 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 Damn. But yeah. It's. You want to keep going on the 90s? No, no, no. Let's stop here because it's, 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 it's a few other shows. It's so many other shows. shows. But let's let's get to the, the 2000s. And I promise you, people, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because. Yeah. We, but, but we owe y'all. We owe y'all time. Yeah, yeah, so. yeah. Facts. <laughs> So, yeah, so where you want to start with the uh, Well, I mean, you can go first. What you got, Ken? All right, so let's just start with the Bernie Mac show. Okay. Um, now, I don't know if this is true, but this is just how my mind works. Mm-hmm. He, This show was made off of his Kings of Comedy-like Stand routine. Up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so mm-hmm. I, I ain't off no, base by saying no, that. No, no, no. It's kind of like how we, we made, like we talked about last episode with Real. It used his story and his uh, stand-ups. Mm-hmm. As a, a gateway to his show. Right. So, same concept. Okay, dope. Now, I thought this show was hilarious. Um, uh, A man and his wife who takes in his nieces and nephews. Yeah. We pretty much saw these kids grow up on this show as well. Yeah. Um, And it's, it's interesting, the dynamic, because, of course, you have the oldest who's going through her own set of issues. And yeah. then you have the yeah. two youngest who are close enough in age to be close in the beginning but mm-hmm. then as they get older okay this yeah. is a boy and a girl and they want to go through they you know their own separate things mm-hmm. and then how the did am i tripping or did baby girl brianna start bullying jordan, uh, jordan at one point yeah. like that that's crazy yeah. to me yeah. jordan was so soft-spoken like you know what i'm saying like he he, he kind of got punked at school too but this is the thing about bernie mac like i, I enjoyed that bernie mac was able to get a show yeah. Like, because remember in the Kings of Comedy, he was begging for a deal. Yeah, <laughs> like, and I think, well, you know, Steve had his show. Um, and, and Cedric, Cedric was, was on it. it. And then I think eventually Cedric got a show. But this was probably during the time of Bernie Mac. And then even D.L. Hewley had a show, he which had we didn't mention. Um, but Bernie Mac was dope because it was Bernie. And we got to see him be a family man, which we never got the chance to right. see. So it was dope. He had those testimonials that was probably just as funny as the fucking interactions. Like, Bernie sitting down and talking, talking. was just as funny as the as acting, the show. as yeah. the show. Like, and then he would invite people to do, be with him, like Shaq. I remember Stone Cold Steve Austin was on one. Mm-hmm. Like, yes. That, yes. That was a dope-ass show, so, man. Salute to Bernie Mac, man. That's why, piece, that's why man. it's so syndicated now. You right. know what I'm saying? You see a lot of episodes of Bernie Mac show. And I think that's on Netflix, too. I think Bernie so. Bernie Mac show. Uh, yeah. Either Netflix or who, one of them. Yeah, but how about this? Everybody hates Chris. <laughs> this show is iconic. Yes. Like this show yes. is hella. I iconic. love the fact that somebody was able to tell their stories of their childhood, whether they be maybe somewhat true or not. You know, but yeah. 
I, I enjoyed that it was based in the 80s, even though it came out in the 2000s. Right. I don't think it got as much love then as it does generally right now. Right. Um, like, I, I enjoyed it. Like, Sashina Arnold, Pam playing his mom. Everybody's black mom. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the Julius the dad. Oh, my God. <laughs> the most frugal man in TV history. Like, TV Facts. history. Like, Facts. come on. I, one episode I loved was when um, he uh, his brother got that Wayne Gritsky jersey. And they roasted him for that. <laughs> like, he thought he was on with that Wayne Gritsky jersey. I was like, yo. Oh, man. And then the younger brother being bigger than the big brother. Like, that that dynamic is always hilarious. Um any anything the mother says to any of the kids, like mm-hmm. I knock the black off you, or I knock you back to next win. You know all those things, yeah. fucking hilarious because yeah. we've all heard them at some point in our yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then just Chris Rock narrating it, um, uh, where he where he would just insert a certain phrase after a certain scene like or his, a certain like, situation. Kind of like he was narrating. It? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like mm-hmm. that. That was genius to me. Yeah, it like, was. This is a dope ass show. Yeah, like, I, love, I, love, I loved it. Dope as fuck. What else you got, King? Um, let's go. My wife and kids. Okay, underrated. Super underrated. Mm-hmm. This deal. This dealt with some real shit too. Yeah, yeah. The oldest son got the got his girlfriend pregnant. Yep. I think he was like a senior in high school. Yep. And allowed them to stay in like in their garage as an apartment and yeah. shit like that but they had to do yeah, stuff on their pay own bills and do, had, do all that did he lock them out or something like that i he think went, he i think he did at something one point. like that yeah and it's like seeing that was dope and then the the next oldest um who was a girl mm-hmm. go through her situation where she was dating um damn what was that cat name that she was dating but anyway he was real spirit he was in the real spiritual in the church things mm-hmm. like that and then I remember like a stream of episodes where they talked about like getting a hotel so they can have sex for the first time mm-hmm. and how frantic um, Damon and fuck, what's her name? Uh, I forgot her name on the show, but I mean, that's, uh, that's I want to say Gina. You want to say Gina? Yeah. But how frantic they yeah. were, but then they were like, you know what? We'll, we'll buy the hotel for you. You know, we'll make it real sweet. And then I think, I think they ended up not doing it or something. Mm-hmm. But just to see that played out on TV was like, damn, there's other ways of thinking about these situations because, of course, in most of our households, it's like, no, you can't do that shit living it under my house. You know, it, living in it my was house. A, it was a modern spin on parenting. Yeah. In the 2000s, like how to adapt. And that's one thing. And you saw Damien Wayans in a different light, too. Um, I enjoyed it. I just hate the kids on this show. You hate the kids on this well, show? Well, I hate that. I mean, Franklin hey, this, this, now, now Franklin was, he was cool too now. Like, of course the baby girl, she good. She over there. Yeah. She on, it's just some damn teenagers. Like Junior was so stupid. It's like, I hate that he's so dumb. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? And, that, and then like, what was her name? Jennifer? The daughter. Oh, no. Her name was Jennifer. Fuck, I can't remember. I don't know. But I just hate that she was so ditchy. <clears throat> but I mean, hey, those are kids. I didn't realize that, that, the the daughter the oldest daughter was played by two different actresses. Did you notice that? No. Like when the I think when the show first came on, it was a different girl than I can believe it. Yeah, I can believe it. But that was on ABC, which was more family friendly anyway. Right. Because I mean, going back in history, you had Family Matters and Full House. Those mm-hmm. were ABC shows. Yeah. Yeah. So my my wife and kids. Dope. Oh yeah, dope dope. That's a Raven. 
I mean, well, I, I like that song, Raven. Oh, okay. But can we can we say it was a black show? Yeah, I mean, it was only one white person on there. Oh, shit, it was. A, what, what am I thinking about? <laughs> my bad. <laughs> I mean, you had, That's my fault. You had her parents. You had her little brother Corey. You had her best friends, um, Eddie and Chelsea. Chelsea, Chelsea yep. was the white girl yep. who was fine about the way. But <laughs> I agree. But uh, <laughs> but I mean, that's so random. Like she she was a psychic. Like she could prim, you know have premonitions and see into the future and tell people these things. It was cool. You know, Disney Channel. You know, it was like yeah, family friendly. Very family, yeah. Friendly. But so, I mean, Raymond was undoubtedly the queen of Disney Channel. Oh, that's that's a fact. She was cheetah girls, she all was that shit. Quietly, damn near a billionaire. <coughs> like she Thanks. was worth, like you know, not I ain't saying net worth, but just worth. Yeah, the man. name Raven was worth a lot. Facts. Um, let me go and get this out of the way. Got you, got so, you. girlfriends, right? Go ahead and talk. Now, I personally love girlfriends. Okay. Mainly because I could see myself in Williams' position on the show, like. <laughs> I wanted that to be me. These friends with all these beautiful ass women. Um, but I thought the show was great because, again, you have four different women mm-hmm. who are at four different places in their life, but mm-hmm. they're all there for each other. They support each other. They mm-hmm. have fights. They always end up back together at some point. Mm-hmm. Um, and it showed what women really go through. Yeah. Um. You had a woman, you had somebody that was married, you know, she had her own situation with her, with her husband. You had, uh, Lynn who was the, the free spirit and, yeah, yeah. you know, with everyone, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Joan, who was like the strong friend, but nobody checked on her type, type situation. <laughs> um, Tracy Ellis Ross has been bay for decades, a long time. but, um, and then you had Tony, Tony Childs, who yeah. was. I guess next to Joan, like the most iconic of the show, if you want to say. Yeah, yeah. Um, the, uh, probably, probably the most successful out of the four. Yeah, I think she was the most successful. Yeah, but but ended up having like the most problems. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, so I, I love Girlfriends. I, I, I love this no, show. Girlfriends is dope. And I would say that it's the, you know, obviously a black equivalent of Sex and the City. The only reason Sex and the City gets way more notoriety because it was on cable TV. Yeah. It was, like, on, it was HBO, on HBO, right? Yeah. right? You know, cable network TV rather than, you know, what was Girlfriends? CW? CW, yep. And that's totally different platform. Completely CW, different. C, like, CW is for you know, for 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 you and I, mm-hmm. HBO is for everybody, everybody, and it's a way bigger platform, and it was marketed, you know, I would say better. Yeah. But the shows are essentially parallel, right? You know what I'm saying, right? Now, let me ask you this: mm-hmm. Did you so you know the show The Game, right? Yeah. Ca- debuted in 2000s. Yeah. Did you know The Game is a spinoff of Girlfriends? That I did know. I heard that, but I I, I guess I just didn't know because when. Make it make sense. Um, Melanie from the game uh-huh. is Joan's cousin. Yeah. Now, th- follow me here. Okay. Season six, episode eighteen Damn. of I, I know the right. facts. I know right. <laughs> Season six, episode eighteen of Girlfriends uh-huh. was titled "The Game," which was the pilot for the show "The Game." Come with those receipts, King. Like that's crazy. <laughs> like that was crazy to me. Yeah. I don't even know how I stumbled up on this shit, but it happened, and there it is. Yeah. Now. You can actually watch this show on an app called CW Seed. C W S E E D. It's a free app. Okay. Um they got a whole bunch of shows on there for free. Okay. Um so if y'all think I'm lying, go check that shit out. <laughs> go check this shit out. I like that. But let's let's go. I got one here. The Parkers. We won't be here quick that yeah. long. But I mean Monique, Monique a a black uh 
woman comedian. Mm-hmm. Late show. Yep. Dope, right? Dope. And she pretty much spent her whole time chasing Professor Ogilvy. <laughs> did, <laughs> did she ever get him? Like, did they ever? Because I... I mean, I've watched the Parkers, but I like I never followed it. I, I would watch it, but I wasn't, you know. Really yeah, I don't know how it ended, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So, the Parkers. Yeah, the Parkers. <laughs> what about the PJs? I remember the PJs. Now, that was Fox too, right? Yeah. Yeah. PJs was... <laughs> now, like, that, now I'll be honest. That wasn't a show that I watched when it was on TV. But when I started watching it on Netflix and Hulu, I was like, bruh. Like, how did I miss this? <sighs> Oh man, like Eddie Murphy's a fool, no, fam. He, yeah, yeah. Like I can't, I couldn't like, like I can't quote you anything from it. I could mm-hmm. probably sing the the theme song, <laughs> but from what I do remember, that shit was wild. Oh, that shit was and some in, in claymation. Claymation, claymation. Uh, dude was a super of this project, and you know, I think the episode that I definitely remember was where where they was fighting the gang. The gang had tried that overtook their apartment building, mm-hmm. and they was like, you know, just battling with them. When I said that shit was funny, <laughs> like yo, it, but they dealt with it. Still was real situations, but it was just you know, I wouldn't say broken down, but yeah. you know, it had its moments. But no, PJ was definitely dope. Let's let's get to these 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 the ones up here. Mm-hmm. Spell show. Oh, come on. Listen, we ain't even got to talk about Chappelle show. Okay. We can Two and that. a half seasons, and we all, listen, Y'all some of the best TV, facts, like, ever. Facts, facts. <clears throat> it's the evolution of what, you know, started, I guess, with, like, maybe a Sammy Davis and Bill Cosby, and now, yeah, there's been no other since him. Oh, agreed. And, agreed. and that's been, what, let's say, 15 years now? Because the, the, first, the first season of Chappelle show, 2003. 15 years? Yes, 15 years. Yeah. Jesus Christ. <sighs> Iconic. Okay, let me throw this in one at you and see if you remember. Okay. You remember Method and Red? No. I remember them having the show. I just don't, never they, seen it. They had a show on Fox. It only lasted. Yeah, last they, the they, they canceled it before the first season was over. Damn. Yeah. But from what I... I remember watching the show. Mm-hmm. And from what I remember, the shit was hilarious. Yeah. It's about them... Moving to the suburbs um, in New Jersey, <laughs> oh, wow. and they go through all these different situations with their white neighbors. But I, from what I remember, the shit was hilarious. The yeah. shit was hilarious. I might have to see if it's on YouTube. Yeah, so. man. I got this. This last one. This is last on my list here. The Boondocks. Come on. Hey, man. Let's 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 talk about Huey. Let's talk about Riley. You know what I'm saying? Like the young the young kings, man. Like <clears throat> it initially started as a what a comic strip. Yeah. And it evolved into a very, like, a, a definitely, like, a, it was for the culture. Like, that's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't figure out how to say it. Boondocks had so much relevancy in today's climate. And it was only, what, three seasons? Four, but after the third season, um, what's the cat name that created it? Um, he wasn't associated with it anymore. Damn, I, I know it. I just can't say right, it. Right, same here. But any, so the guy that created it. Something happened with Arthur, him and isn't it McCrutchen, McCrutchen, something? Oh, McGruger. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, after the third season, something happened between him and the TV network, and he, uh, the creator, just left it. But yeah. it continued on with other people. So after, of course, after that, it became trash. Yeah. Um, just imagine if we still had Boondocks in today's. Oh, oh time. well, you know we get a Kanye Trump episode. Man, listen, <laughs> shit, low key, you can probably say it happened with um. What's my what's my guy's name uh, on the show? 
the black white the black oh, Uncle Ruckus. Yeah, 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 Uncle Ruckus. Yeah, yeah, Uncle Ruckus. Yeah. He, uh, he addressed it. That show was so funny. Man, what? It's it's too many too many iconic like episodes, episodes from from, from three seasons yeah. of of TV like, like I it's like you don't know where to go with the funniest or the most socially conscious one like that was a lot of content packed yeah. in three seasons facts. of that show facts and okay. we still love that show yeah man I got them shits on DVD oh yeah me too like boom boom dot twelve man yeah um, big facts I don't know if you want to go in depth into any other shows but we can just list off the rest oh. Uh, Wait, what you, you got some more? Nah, I'm good. You good? <laughs> I think that was it for me. But yeah, it's like it's hella other it's, TV shows, yo, especially in the 2010s. Oh, 20. Oh, we even got to those, and we won't. We, we, yeah, they, they gotta finish out. But and you know, so crazy. Like we missed some shows in the 90s too. Mm-hmm. But I know people yell out, "Y'all niggas didn't talk about Moesha." Well, well, my bad. Yeah, right. Like, you know. <laughs> like you know, salute to Brandy. She had a show, <laughs> but I think we talked about that enough on this platform. But we talked about a lot of stuff. Yeah, but. Man. So, what's some of y'all favorite black TV shows? Yeah, man? yeah. From, like any, we, from any era. From any era. Like, of course, I know a lot of y'all answers go come from the 90s, which of is course. okay, which yeah. is okay. But, you know, just really sit down and think about it, you know. Like, I don't even want to get into this. Like, maybe we'll talk about a top five at some later point. Yeah. I, oh, no, no. no I, I can't, I can't do that right to myself right top now. Top five? No. no, no. Not, not going to be able to do nah. it. <laughs> we have to collaborate and do, like, a top 20 or some Talk, shit. talk. Yeah, it's, it's too much. It's too, it's too much good black TV. Facts. Like too much, and that's why we wanted to highlight more than what's in the nineties. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? Because I think a lot of people, you know, we grew up in that, so of course that's what our nostalgia attaches us right. to. But nah, yeah, man. nah. So yeah, man. But salute it. to all this positive, good black TV that we've had over the years. And what are you guys' favorites? What did we miss up? You know, miss out on? You know, what you think we bugging on? Yeah. Hey, we need all that energy back. Right. Us. And what shows did you not like? Yeah. Let us know what you. Yeah, what yeah. You didn't talk like. about what you didn't like. Yeah, yeah it's okay. Right. This is a free space. You can talk to us. Yes, it's safe here. It's <laughs> right, safe right, here. right. Um, so yeah, man. Any any last thing? Man, any last no, words? man. I think we good, man. I think they good until episode forty two. Trust me. Oh, <laughs> uh, one thing before we go, I just wanna say I think this this episode drops like a few days before the elections. Uh-huh. Go vote. I like that. I like that in your game. Just go vote. Yeah, go vote wherever you at. Yeah, man. These are important too. It's not just about forty five. Facts. These state senators, representatives, and on your local level to affect you way more than 45 this, this election coming up is the most important election. Mid-term like, election. I feel like this is more important than the presidential, to be honest. Yeah, mid- midterm elections really affect the people. Yeah. So, get out there and vote. Please do. And with that, that's episode 41. We out. We out. We out. Peace.